Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. Have you ever got a call on your phone and it says no caller ID? I've gotten those types of calls before, and it's always a risk, and usually I quickly hit decline uh, because I'm not risking listening or having to talk to a telemarketer or someone like that. But I remember not too long ago, for whatever reason, I got a call. It said no caller ID, and I saw it, and just something, I I just said, I'm going to risk it today. I was feeling just on the edge or something, and I said, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pick it up. So I picked it up, and I don't know why it happened. There must have been a glitch But on the other side, end of the line, I just hear the word, hey. And I didn't have to respond, hey, who is this? I didn't have to respond to question it because I could immediately tell that it was my wife, Jamie. I could tell her voice. I could tell that uh, immediately, as soon as she said, hey, I knew exactly who it was. So I didn't need the caller ID. I didn't need to ask her the question. I knew from the very first word that she said, I knew her voice. I know her voice. Why? Because I, we've been together over 20 years now. Simply stated, I've know, I'm close to her. I've known her. Uh, we've had countless conversations. I know her voice. And I think at times we have to realize that uh, in life we're going to have questions or we're going to need direction, and we need to hear the voice of God. So today as we're talking about asking for a friend, I think sometimes there's a big question, a real question that we all have is how do I hear the voice of God? And simply stated, I think it's just like um, someone you're close to, a marriage relationship, when you hear that first word that you just know their voice. And I think the closer and the longer that you get with God and and you learn his voice and you learn to kind of navigate Uh, what his voice is and what his voice is saying to you. Because you know why? We all need God speaking to us. And we may not always consult God or think about that, but the reality is we all have to uh, search and we all want to hear God's voice. We need to hear God's voice. I don't need to go through life without hearing God's voice. We need to hear his voice. And I know as a pastor of this church, and I know that I need to hear from God. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough school. Uh, My energy, I I don't have enough talent. That's not going to match up, or that's not going to measure up. It's not going to cut it. I need God to speak to me. I need him to guide me. There's too many decisions, or there's too many things that could happen that I need God to guide us every step of the way as a church. The problem is sometimes we don't put ourselves in close enough proximity to God. So when I'm asking a question, how do I hear from God, we have to realize that we have to ask, well, how far or how close am I I to him? I need to get connected with him. So what do I do? What are the things that I do to put myself uh, in the right uh, proximity to God? What's the easiest thing? And I think a lot of times in life, we'll ask questions and we'll ask advice of other people, when we're trying to navigate, God, what do you want me to do? Or what's the door that I should walk walk through? What's the thing that uh, I should do next? Maybe we're looking for guidance, and we're, we're really wanting to hear the voice of God. Or maybe it's a relationship that we're in the, the beginning parts of a relationship, and we're like, God, is this what you have for me? Is this a person that you have for me? And you're praying. And you're just seeking for, for God to give you some guidance. And I think a lot of times we ask for guidance in all t- different 
uh, arenas, or maybe we collect guidance from all different areas of our life. Maybe we're asking family, we're asking friends, maybe we're, we're uh, just seeing, hey, what does everyone else do in this situation or in this scenario? Instead, we're not really kind of seeking the voice of God in our life. And that's what God calls us to do. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants to speak to us because he cares about every detail in our life. You may not think, you may not think of God like that. You may think like, well, God doesn't care about me that much, or it's not that big of a deal, or uh, he's got bigger things to worry about. But that's not what we see in scripture because the Bible talks about the fact that God cares about every detail. He wants to speak to us. He cares about every detail of your life and he cares about it. You know how we know? Because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, it says this, that in every hair, uh, the very hairs on your head are all numbered. It's talking about how specific and detailed God is to your life. Now, has anyone ever tried to count the hairs on their own head? That's ridiculous, right? Unless maybe you're, they're getting fewer and fewer, then it gets easier and easier. So don't point any fingers in the room today. But, uh, you know, that's how the detail that God has to us, that he is paying attention, that he counts the very hairs on our head. They're all numbered. So he cares about every detail in your life. And he wants to answer all of the questions that you have in life. God's not holding back. He's not like, hey, I want to keep you in the dark. And maybe let's see if you figure out. God's not in heaven saying like, hey, let's watch this. Like, hey, come over. Let's check this out. See what so-and-so does. Like, see how they do it. See what Bill does right here. Oh, man, he is so lost. He's gonna. God is not in heaven like that. He wants to answer all of your questions. He wants to put it all out there, and he wants to speak to you. He's not trying to keep you in the dark. Uh, he, his nature is to talk with us, to speak with us. He's actually wired us inside to hear his voice. He's given us his Holy Spirit to speak to us. And I think we can see this because in G, uh, Jesus was being tempted in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. It says that the, uh, Satan was tempting him in the wilderness and he was on a 40-day fast and he devil was saying, listen, eat food. Just eat something right now. Here, make a loaf of bread and eat it. And the devil was tempting him in that moment. And Jesus said, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, Jesus was resisting this temptation to just eat food in that moment, but he's also pointing to a strong truth in our life, that every word, we live by every word that comes from God. We should be living by God's voice. We have to know his voice. We have to be listening for it. We have to tune our hearts to what God is saying. And I look I want to look at kind of this morning and break down if we know that God wants to share all these details with us, he wants to answer all of our questions, then we have to kind of say, well, what are we listening for? What are we uh, what kind of things is God going to speak to us? And I want to look at one of the most famous scriptures in uh, the Old Testament, where God spoke to someone. He spoke to a man by the name of Moses. And Moses heard God's voice. And it was a supernatural experience. And I, it's maybe not the typical way that we hear God's voice, but I think today we're going to look at this scripture because it has a lot of truth in it to what we should be hearing from God and how we can hear the voice of God in our life. See, Moses is in the wilderness. He's 
hears miraculously from God that uh, to, in a moment through a burning bush, and I'll read it in just a moment. And Moses has this supernatural encounter where God calls him to lead and be a leader of the Israelite people. The Hebrews, the Israelites, were enslaved at the time in Egypt. And God's positioning Moses to be the leader and lead them out of slavery. And this is what it says in Exodus chapter 1, verse 4. It says, One day Moses was tending to the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses uh, stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't this bush burning up? I must go and see. And when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am. And Moses replied, here I am. Isn't that cool? Like you think of that moment right there that we get a picture of God appearing in a, in a burning fire, in a, in a bush, that the bush wasn't actually engulfed with flames, but it appeared to. And it got Moses' attention. And Moses is, hears God call his name, and he says, here am I. I mean, I look at my bushes every time I drive into my house differently every time now that I know that maybe God will appear. Maybe you're going to be looking in your landscaping uh, here and there uh, saying, is God speaking to me? And we're looking. But listen, we don't have to look into a bush or look to a landscaping or, because God speaks to us each and every day. He, his Holy Spirit can speak to us and, and challenge us. It doesn't even have to be supernatural like this. But God speaks to us. But there's some truth in this scripture that I feel like we can draw out to help us understand what we're listening for. See, God's voice is going to interrupt you. God's voice will interrupt what you're doing. That's what happened to Moses right here in that scripture. He's out tending to a flocks. He's in the wilderness. He's at, he comes upon a mountain later that was the mountain where God resided, that the Israelites, uh, he would re- later receive the Ten Commandments in that, that uh, mountain, Mount Sinai. And it was a place where God connected or, or uh, talked to his people specifically. Uh, and so, but In that moment, he's tending to his flocks, he's out there, and the voice of God gets his attention, the the burning bush gets his attention, and God calls out to him. I think we can't forget the fact that God's voice is going to interrupt us at times. God's voice will interrupt our everyday. Moses is in the wilderness, he's doing his thing, he's taking care of the flocks, but he's drawn in by something, and we later discover it's the presence of God. And we want the voice of God to just, I think, interrupt us at times. I need to be, I need the voice of God to interrupt me and get my attention sometimes. And I think one of the greatest things that we can do is have a yielding spirit to the voice of God. That we kind of set up our days and we say, you know what, I'm not going to just go through life and do everything that I think or what other people are doing or what, the, what culture says or uh, what other people are talking about. No, I'm going to go through my day and have a yielding spirit that I want to hear the voice of God. I'm going to position myself and put myself in a place where I can be open to what God is going to speak through me. I want to hear his voice. And we allow God's voice to interrupt us because sometimes God needs to remind us that he has a plan for us. 
He needs to remind us that he has a purpose for us. He needs to remind us that, hey, he's doing something or he has a, a different standard that he's calling us to. There's a word that we don't probably use a lot, but it, it's that God brings some conviction sometimes to our life to say, this is what I believe and this is what he wants me to do in my life. And he re, re-steers or reshapes our future and he says, listen, no, go this direction or go that direction. And God speaks to us like that that his interruptions in our life should just be welcomed by us, that we should be welcoming that his, re, his interruption. And it's not a rude interruption. A lot of times we might think of like uh, that word interruption, we might think of someone rudely interrupting another person. But God's simply just saying, I'm getting your attention in the midst of what you're doing. I think I need to put my heart in a place where I am, uh, I am yielding to the voice of God. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm looking out for it because I'm looking for where he's going to interrupt what I'm doing and speak to me. And he's going to reveal something to me. And you know what? God's going to reveal things to you in your life. Uh, if you have a yielding spirit, if you're looking for the, him to interrupt you and speak to you, he's going to speak things in your life that are going to save you a lot of heartache and pain. They're going to guide you and help you make the right choices and and steps in your life. They're going to help you live in his blessing and in his plan and that you're going to walk with that type of favor in your life. If you just simply say, God, here I am. Here I am. I'm available. I love that. That's Moses' response. Here I am. He didn't have to say, who's this? I love that he had the familiarity already with God, that he knew that it was God, and he said, here I am. He didn't be like, hey, who's this? You know, he knew that he was meeting with God in that moment. And I think we need to have that same type of familiarity with the voice of God that we're hearing, that we're waiting for him to interrupt our day and speak to us. And I love that Moses, God speaks to him a specific calling. It's a specific calling. Why? Because God's calling him to lead the people out of Egypt, the Israelite people out of Egypt and out of slavery and, and lead them away from the control of Pharaoh. Now, this is a big thing. This is a daunting thing. And this is an entire people group that has been enslaved that God is calling him. And this is what it says. God speaks it directly to him in verse 10 of that same chapter, chapter 3. He says, now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh, and you must lead my people, uh, my people Israel, out of Egypt. Listen, God's voice not only is going to interrupt you, but it's also going to instruct you. God's voice is going to give you clear direction in your life and speak things to, to you to say, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. This is what, and I think those, those are times, even in, in life, we might be, we might be uh, have a series of choices in our life and out in front of us, and we, like, we see a few different paths or a few different doors that could open up that we should walk through. And we're trying to figure out what those things, and I know that the voice of God if God cares about every detail, he wants to answer all of our questions, that if we are seeking him and if we're listening to his voice, that we will have the instruction. God will instruct you. He's going to instruct you. His voice will instruct you all the way. He's going to redirect you sometimes. He's going to tell you, yep, go through that door, going to do this. And he's going to maybe sometimes it's going to be very simple things that God is calling you to, but also there's going to be significant things that God's calling you to. 
You see, there's sometimes there's just simple things where it's, hey, this is what you should do. This is where you should go. It might just be a job or, or an opportunity in front of you or something with your family or a relationship. And God gives you kind of some simple callings and direction in your life. But maybe there's some significant things. There might be more significant things that require, require more. They make you scared. They make you fearful, actually. They're things that God is calling you to do that you're like, I'm not equipped or I'm not the person to do this. But God calls us in those significant ways, and he'll instruct us to go for it. Moses was getting that type of instruction right here in the wilderness from God, that God's voice is going to instruct you. And our job in that, it's not just to yield, but then to obey God, to follow those promptings, to follow those instructions that we get to God. And we have to tune into his voice. We have to hear those things. We have to walk through the open doors that God puts in front of us. And let me tell you, God puts in front of you good open doors. He puts good opportunities in front of you. And sometimes hearing the voice of God is simply saying, listen, I see the good door that God uh, in his sovereignty and in his goodness, he has put in front of me and I'm going to step through that because he is, he's the one that has put that opportunity right in front of me. And he's opened that, opened that up, and God is speaking and leading me to this. And I think at times in our life, we can have a, a reaction where we're like, we just get caught with a no decision. We get caught with like, I don't know what to do, or this, or that, or what. But God's, listen, God's saying, listen, I've opened up the right opportunity or the good door. Just step through it, and God's in control all the way. And we have to put our trust in him. If we're going to take those steps of obedience, that requires us to trust him, to put our confidence in him, because God's voice will instruct us. Moses feels a lot, uh, when, this, when Moses is called here in Exodus chapter 3, and God says, listen, I want you to lead these people out of slavery. I want, to, want you to leave the, uh, lead the Israelites away from Pharaoh. I can tell probably, I think probably Moses in that moment is going, wow. He's thinking all that that would take. How, is that, how in the world is that going to happen? I'm sure it seemed like an impossibility. But God's voice instructed him. And Moses, here in this moment, he feels so inadequate. He doesn't feel up to the task. He doesn't feel like he has the gifts or he has the talents to do it. And I think a lot of times we all feel that way if we're, we're honest. Who am I to do this? Who am I? And in Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, this is how Moses responds to this instruction from God. He says, but Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? And God answers, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one that who's, who has sent you. When you have uh, brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Listen, I love that it says that there in verse 11, that Moses protested with God. Do you ever feel like sometimes you want to protest God? Like, God, like, this isn't what I want to do. This doesn't look easy. This doesn't, I don't think I, I want to go through that. I want to take the easy path. I want to take the, the, the path that, uh, that, that looks like a, the better opportunity in front of me. I want, to, I want to just go through life. I don't want to have to go through the tough things. Or, man, that seems impossible to happen. And I love that it says that Moses protested because if I'm honest, and if you're honest, I think we probably all feel like that sometimes, that we just want to protest to God. I kind of get the picture of like an actual protest in my mind. Like in, in Moses is like holding up signs. He's yelling. He's like, no way, absolutely not. This is, this is the wrong way. This is not how it's supposed to happen. But Moses here is spoken to by God. God gives him the instructions. And I love what the, these verses say right here because even though Moses is protesting, 
God comes back and he says, listen, I am going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. And he's almost saying, listen, Moses, it's, it's not up to you. It's not up to your talent. It's not up to your skill. It's not up to your leadership. It's not up to your ability. It's up to me. But he says, I am going to be with you. And you're going to know this because you're going to lead the people out. And at this very mountain, you will worship God right here at this very mountain. And I get, I'm just reminded from this today that when God speaks to us, he's going to affirm us. When God, God's voice is going to affirm us all through life. God is going to speak things and you're going to feel inadequate. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel like that's not me. But let me tell you, God always follows up a calling with, an, with a confirmation and an affirmation. He's going he's gonna to speak things to you that he's going to affirm through other people. That other people may speak some things to you about your giftings or your talents or what they see, on, what they see God doing in your life. He's also going to affirm you. And, and if you put position yourself in, in his spirit, you're going to stand before God. You're going to hear those instructions. You're going to hear that, that calling that God has given you. And he's going to say, listen, you can do it. I'm with you. He's going to affirm you in the places that he's leading you. And it's not in our strength. It's not in our will. It's in God's. He's the one that's going before us. And we're listening for a voice that's going to uh, interrupt us, instruct us, and affirm us. And the, the, the core of this scripture right here in Exodus chapter, chapter 3 is this, is that you have to be near to God in order to hear God. You have to be near God to hear God. And if I could boil everything down to this, it's just right here. If you don't remember anything else I said today, just remember this. Because if you just put yourself in proximity and you put yourself near God, then you'll be able to hear him. And you, you'll be able to put yourself in proximity and God will speak to you and he'll guide you every step of the way. Jesus reminds us about how important our relationship is with him. And actually in the book of John, Jesus is talking about our relationship with him, and he's talking about how we have, he references our relationship with him as him as the shepherd and we are the sheep. And that's an important relationship because the shepherd and the sheep have a very uh, close relationship. The shepherd is the one protecting and guiding and taking care of the sheep. And the sheep are dependent on the wisdom and the direction of the shepherd. And Jesus is relating in John chapter 10, he's relating our relationship to him as him the shepherd and the sheep, us the sheep. And then this is what it says. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I think very simply, that's the type of perspective and place that we can just put ourselves in. That God I want to hear your voice. I want to be near you. I want, to, I want to have a relationship with Jesus where I'm listening and I'm tuned in to his voice. What is he speaking to me? What is he challenging me with? And I know that God, I, I know that God is faithful and he's true. He's going to affirm us. He's going to speak to us if we simply just say, I'm tuning in and I'm listening. I want to hear his voice. I'm reminded, listen, Jesus, just let me hear your voice every single day. 
every single day, not just when I'm at the crossroads of a major decision, but let me hear your voice when I'm uh, going to the store and let me listen to the prompts that you have for me. Let me, if there's someone I maybe need to speak a word of encouragement or pray for, God, let me hear those things from you so that I can live those out. I can follow those. And, and God, help me to hear your voice in every part of my, our life. And so if we know that God's speaking to us and he's laying those things, I just think it's on us then to improve our hearing. It's in, on us to improve our hearing. So I like to give you some really practical things. And I'm going to just wrap up with this and, and share with you some really practical things that are going to help you improve your hearing of God. And it's just this. The first thing you have to do, and we see it kind of illustrated in Moses' life, is that he just retreated. Here he was out in the wilderness. And sometimes you got to retreat. you got to step back in life. And you got to give yourself uh, a little bit of quiet and step back from the busyness of your schedule or the normal schedule, and you just say, I need to get alone. I need to get in a quiet place where I can hear from God. And I think in times of our life, we just need to step back and retreat. So a retreat might just be a quick thing saying, I'm, I need to take some time in my schedule today just to spend focused and praying and reading God's word and just and being in his presence. I need to retreat and quiet myself from the hecticness of everything going on so that I can just spend some time searching and hearing what God has to say about this. And I think if we put that into practice, that we're going to then be able to hear the still, small voice of God. You see, God spoke a lot of times all throughout Scripture. We're talking about Moses where he supernaturally spoke out loud to Moses. But listen, sometimes God has a still and quiet voice that he's speaking to us. And we just have to, we have to uh, quiet ourselves. We have to listen to the whisper of God. And that requires us to retreat. The second thing is this, that we have to read the word of God. Listen, God's word, he has spoken so much in there. There's so many principles. There's so many things that we can apply to our life that he's already written down in his word. If we would simply open it up and, and search it out, if we'd, only, if we'd only say, God, I need a scripture to help me navigate this season. God, what are you speaking to me? Because the word has been spoken already through Jesus, through his word. God has written it down and he's spoken it over our lives. So very simply, all we have to do to hear God sometimes is to find a verse and read his word and understand the application in our life. And, and so if you're having trouble hearing the voice of God, I would just say, read God's word and ask him to speak to you. There's not a time that I open my Bible and I'm reading and maybe spend a time in the morning, uh, my morning devotions and just reading God's word. And there's not a time that I enter that and just say, I'm just trying to get something done right here. I'm just trying to check the box that I did this. But no, I'm saying, God, what would you speak to me? And it might be just one verse, and it might be right as I start reading, and there's something that just pops out, and God's Holy Spirit speaks something to my heart about that verse. He shows me a principle or a truth through his scripture. And that's how we improve our hearing because God then is going to be speaking very specific things to you. You see, it's not just a story. You see, the Bible is living and active. It's breathing. It says it's a work that's, that's speaking to our hearts and to uh, help us navigate life. And that's how we hear the voice of God. And then the last thing I would just tell you that I found is super useful to uh, hearing the voice of God is just to recount his track record. Recount his faithfulness. God's not going to ask you to do something that goes against his word. It's not going to go, he's not going to ask you to do something that goes against his nature. 
He's not going to ask you to do something that he's reversed himself on a promise that he's given you before. But I found in my life sometimes I just have to recount the faithfulness of God. I have to recount the plan that he has for me. I have to recount the things he's calling me to. I have to recount and come back and even write those things down and come back to him and revisit the things and the blessings and the things that he's done already to be reminded again of who he is and how much he loves and cares for me in my life. And those are the things I feel like I've learned that have helped me hear the voice of God. And I pray that they would help you hear the voice of God. You know why? Because I, my greatest prayer is that you hear the voice of God in your life louder than anybody else. A lot of times you might, you might think, oh, I need to come to the pastor, pastor. I need to ask him what to do. I need to ask him for guidance. And I'm gonna tell you, listen for what God's telling you to do. My prayer as your pastor is just to say, is that you would live a life where you're hearing the voice of God above everything else. You're hearing this loud, booming voice in your life, and you're also hearing the quiet, still voice of God in your life, speaking over you and giving you those truths. And that's what it comes down to. I don't know if you've ever had a similar experience at a drive-thru, but uh, I feel like sometimes you never know what you're gonna get when you pull up to a restaurant or pull up to a place where they have a drive-through ordering system and there's that little speaker in that stand. They've gotten a little more advanced now to where there's a screen on there and uh, there's probably cameras looking at you and uh, stuff, but I think it's, you never know what you're gonna get when you drive up to one of those. Not too long ago, we drove up to one of those and I was sitting there and no one is saying anything and I'm ready to order. I've had a chance to look at the menu and I, I just kind of said, hello? And just kind of put it out there and then nothing, no response. And then I said, hello, like a little louder, maybe a little forceful. Maybe they didn't hear me if I just say it a little louder. But I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm thinking, how dare them not pay attention? Like I am here ready to order, ready to get my drink, ready to, I need to go through my day and make it, and I got things to do. And I'm getting irritated as I just wait and wait. Hello, no response irritated, I look a little closer as I look at the screen, I see this little post-it note size note that says the speaker is broken, please pull, pull forward to order at the window. And I was thinking about that, I was thinking like how much that is with, like with God. Sometimes we are just trying to keep our distance in here from God, but God's like, wanting us to pull forward, get the proximity face to face. He's wanting us to just connect with him a little bit more so we can hear his voice. And that's how it was with God. He just wants us to be in proximity to get close to him so we can hear his voice. So, so that silent or that quiet voice gets a little bit louder. I think in life, sometimes we just got to find the, that time. We got to find the, uh, the quietness. We got to Set, set it aside so we can just hear the voice of God, the busyness of life. We've got to set it aside so we can hear the voice of God. And we can get connected. And I think that's the greatest joy that we have in life is when we're walking through it and we're confident and we're hearing God's voice and uh, we are uh, able to respond to it. And let me tell you, that's something that has to be nurtured in life. It has to be, it has to be kind of, always developed in our life. 
Because it's easy to, for us to have seasons in our life where we hear things, we hear God. But if we don't culture that and we don't nurture that and we don't move that forward, very simply, we just end up, our distance and our proximity to God just begins to separate and separate and separate. And God calls us, listen, get close to him so we can always hear a voice. So we have to always be positioning ourselves to get close to him. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.